Next on BYU Sports Nation, the college football vote of 2016 and how it will likely halt momentum of BYU to the Big 12 Conference. Matt Brown of SB Nation has chronicled the events leading up to today's vote. He'll join us live to discuss the latest projection. Plus, Nate Austin of BYU Basketball on how BYU wins at Gonzaga two years in a row and a countdown to the Wildcats. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Back to work live in Radio Vision is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, Wednesday, January 13th, wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the king of countdowns, Jerem Jordan. I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> I've seen I've seen the poll results. We're gonna tell you those coming up from yesterday's. Uh, should we continue doing countdown to, uh, you know, Arizona? We've been doing countdown to Connecticut, countdown to the Cornhuskers. Now it'd be countdown to the Wildcats or Bear Down if we do it. So I believe there's like two minutes left in the vote. So You have two minutes to sway the vote, people. All of my robot Twitter programs, I hope, jump in that vote and sway it. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens, We've man. We've had some amazingly strong opinions uh, about whether or not to Some people do saying the they don't want to watch the show anymore. If they don't, <laughs> really? For that part? It's five seconds. Listen, there's... Okay, maybe there's ten some, seconds, but still. I... St- yeah, there's some things that you don't like about certain social situations, yet you still might go despite the, uh, you know, one annoying thing or person at that event. I was about to say specific things in my life, and I was like, no, 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 these people will, will seek me out <laughs> and ask if it's them. So no. But listen, if we if if we do the countdown, we still have questions to answer with that, and we'll we'll get to that later. Speaking of football. Huge shout out to BYU football head coach Kalani Satake for collaborating with BYU baseball. And opening up the outdoor practice field to the baseball team. Which is nice. They don't get a practice in the winter outdoors normally. Even though it was in the 30s yesterday, it was so cold. But the, the baseball team practiced outside yesterday. I have some new swag for the set, Jerem. What is it? I can't believe I forgot to do this yesterday. I got a letter from Brock Trejo, former BYU men's soccer player. Oh, I remember Brock. His and brother he said Court this, worked with the football team. Forgive the cardstock. It's not a little card. Okay. That fits into our black and white clothed theme today. A bit of BYU soccer memorabilia for the set. Oh, nice. The captain's armband. 06 and 07, BYU went to the PDO playoffs. They went, I think, last year or two years ago for the first time. So those were some of the best teams ever. Well, Brock was a guy that legitimately could have played in the MLS, but he opted to be a doctor and make a ton of money and is now living in Oregon, which is not a bad option either. He says... To me, if you want to pull rank on Jerem, just throw the armband on. Can't argue with that. You can't just so, put an armband on and be a captain. I am it must on, be given to you by someone with the I authority to do so. I am putting on the captain's armband. It was given to me by the captain. He's handing it off. This is No, Chris Watkins needs to give you that armband, not the other guy. <laughs> the captain's armband is on. Listen, I love Brock, but come on, man. <laughs> I decide what happens now. No, I'm the captain now. <laughs> Here are today's BYU Sports Nation Why didn't that Nation dude headlines. in that movie put that on? That's the, the real question. The too, which is awesome. Yeah. Business Insider. If you haven't captain heard this. Captain Phillips? Was that this, the name of that? 
This is fantastic. Yeah. Business Insider names BYU as the, quote, safest campus in the country. Yay! Based on security, crime rates, alcohol, and drug abuse, could the timing of that news be any better? Did anyone send that to Larry Kriskoviak? I'm sure he well, heard about no. that. Yeah, well, heck no. Do you want to play BYU? Well, heck no. There you go. Hey, uh, in Dave Rose's media availability, he said Jake Toulson is a part-time student this semester and is restricted from participating in team activities. Therefore, he won't be playing on the team this semester. Hmm. Okay. And, and if, for whatever reason, he could maybe get a medical redshirt, having not played a ton and having dipped out for, in this case, he wasn't injured. It was, uh, for whatever reason, Jake decided to take some time away from the team. Uh, and we know, we know, you know, he had issues with anxiety, and that's a real issue, uh, you know, coming off his mission. Then I wonder if he could get a medical redshirt because medical doesn't necessarily mean, uh, you know, broken bones. I wonder if that could be, hey, I had an issue with anxiety. I want to uh, be able to get that year back. I don't know. Yeah, BYU will look know. into that with the NCAA. Zach Blair and Daniel Summerhays on the PGA Tour tee off at the Sony Open in Hawaii today. There are worse things to do than be playing golf and making six figures <laughs> in Hawaii. Yeah. Odds to win the national championship oh, next okay, season are out. here we go. I don't even know why we're bringing this up. BYU's 300 to 1, according to these odds. Utah's 60 to 1, by the way. So Utah's <laughs> five times the chance of BYU. Wow. I didn't know the disparity was that. I thought the disparity was seven points. Hashtag betting is wrong. But wow, 300 to 1? Good grief. Which brings us to today's Twitter question. Okay, we're going to have some fun with this. We always have fun. Which will happen first, BYU to a New Year's Six game? So we're not even talking national championship. We, okay? We've, to we've a New taken Year's it Six down game to New Year's Six. Or to a Power Five conference. Which will happen first, BYU to a New Year's Six game or to a Power Five conference? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At BTeddy89, I'm going to be optimistic. They announced they will join a Power Five conference at the New Year's Six game. <laughs> so we'll call it a tie. <laughs> <laughs> the best blue day ever alert. for BYU blue fans. Seriously, that is a serious that blue would be goggle the best alert. Day ever. Yeah. Optimistic? Yeah. To the upteenth degree. Rise and shout. It's time for what's trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. College football decision 2016. Here's the gist of what BYU fans and probably administration and athletics are hoping will happen today at the NCAA convention when they vote on potential deregulation of college football conference championship games. Okay, that's a lot of mumbo-jumbo. What does it mean? BYU wants an invite to a Power 5 conference, the Big 12. That is significantly more likely to happen if the Big 12 cannot hold a conference championship game unless they expand to 12 teams. The Big 12 currently has 10 teams which makes no sense, but that's what it is, and wants the option of hosting the title game with only 10 teams. Jerem, is that even fair? If They're going to the, vote on it today. If it, yeah, if everyone decides it is, then it is. But uh, it looks like this was not going to pass originally, it, uh, and now it looks like it might pass. There's sidebar conversations happening, deals being done. I don't know what goes into that, but we'll talk to SB Nation's Matt Brown, who's been all over this, on the latest, and we talked to Greg Swim yesterday to cover this, on what's going on there, because if you're a BYU fan, you cannot control a single piece of this, yet you're hoping that this does not pass, 
and that the Big 12 is forced in whatever way to expand. And then that's where BYU could come in. Yeah, there's Not no will. guarantee. There's no guarantee that BYU even gets an invite if that does happen. There's no, we don't need to discuss whether BYU is an attractive option. But yes, they are. And they're probably the most attractive option despite the perceived kind of neediness of BYU because they play a different game than anyone else in terms of everything around the game and the desire to be on TV and its own TV network, which we're a part of, obviously, and all of that. So it's interesting to see how this will go down. If I'm a BYU fan, I'm not going to sit on the edge of my seat on this, though. I'm just going to control what I worry about what I can control, and this is not something BYU fans can control or even the administration. This vote was initially reported that it would happen on Friday. Stuart Mandela, Fox Sports, says, no, it's happening today. Listen to this excerpt from John Solomon of CBS Sports on changing college football championship game rules. Quote, what once seemed like a foregone conclusion has met some resistance. Several years ago, the Big 12 and ACC proposed legislation to let conferences stage championship games without 12 teams and however they want. They want their cake and they want to eat it too. The Big Ten filed an amendment that would require 10-team conferences to have divisions. Okay, so that's where it was like, hmm, well, it's probably not going to happen for the Big 12 then. Until this. This week, and I continue with the quote, the Big Ten submitted a second amendment. It would allow conferences with less than 12 teams that play a round-robin schedule to pair the two best teams as opposed to division champions meeting. That obviously benefits the Big 12, which is the smallest FBS conference with 10 members. But is that short-sighted? Is that short-sighted by the Big 12? Do they need to expand to avoid being potentially poached from? They could poach themselves, by the way. I hadn't really thought of that, but why don't they do the poaching? I mean, they could go and get some of those teams that left them. It's interesting. The Big 12 wants to play a championship game, obviously, uh, because they've set up this proposal. Yet, uh, I don't know that the other Power 5 conferences, and that's what we're going to figure out with this vote, and the group of five, too. Power five conferences have a vote. It's worth two, two points, if you will. And group of five teams have a vote. It's worth one point. So there's going to be a total of 15 points, if you will. So they need at least eight in that. Okay, Five power fives, five group of fives, 10 conferences total. There's no independent um, representation. So BYU has uh, taxation without representation, in a way, in this, <laughs> right? But uh, the Big 12 could have a championship game. They can play round robin. I've been saying Red Robin. They've been playing Red Robin a lot. And, and yet, uh, they could still have their 10 teams and do it. That's, that's what could happen today. And then at some point, they don't need to expand. But you're right. You would think that when the pieces move again, when the Big Ten TV contract comes up and potentially they add two more and get to 16 and all of a sudden maybe the SEC and Pac-12 want to do that too, that the Big 12 could be left with Iowa State and Kansas looking around going, where'd everyone go? You don't think the Big Ten looks at Oklahoma is like, hmm, maybe Oklahoma. I think the SEC looks at and Oklahoma. And the SEC absolutely has admittedly looked at I Oklahoma. I think the Pac 12 looks at times. Texas and Oklahoma. Remember, Utah is not sitting in the Pac 12 if Texas decides to go to the Pac 12. It was because Texas and Oklahoma did not go that Utah and their rival, Colorado, got to go to the Pac 12. Is this tunnel vision by the Big 12? Well, we just want more money right now for a few years at least. In a way, I mean, there are, there are those who live their life and say, I'm just going to worry about how, what happens right now and not necessarily in the future. But you'd think in the future that the Big 12 would be in danger of being picked from if they aren't stable. Stable equals 12 plus to me. Every other conference has at least 14 teams. 
The Big 12 has well, 10. Well, sorry, the Pac-12. 12 in the Pac-12. Yes, yeah. correct. Greg Swaim joined us yesterday, prominent media personality in Big 12 country. He made some valid points starting with this. The Big 10 and the SEC and the Pac-12 that have those uh, network deals, they're going to get bigger and bigger. They're going to have more money. They can steal Oklahoma and Texas. And when one of those two teams, let alone both of them, leave, that's it. I mean, the Big 12 is done. And then this comparison, which I thought was 100% on point from Mr. Swain. I lived out here where the oil industry's big. You know, three years ago, man, everybody right out of high school was making great money. Now they're unemployed. So you have to look at the long term. And I don't think the Big 12 really does that. Maybe Look the, at lo- the long term. The long term to the Big 12 is getting a championship game. Why are other conferences okay with it? Why is the ACC okay with this? Why is the Big? They all had to get to tw- at least 12 teams to do this. What? Why is? Why are they not bothered by this? I don't know. Yeah, everyone expanded except for the Big 12, whose name is plus two of the actual number in there. The Big 10 has 14. The Pac-12 actually has 12. I respect the heck out of that. Bob Bowlesby, commissioner of the Big 12, said. And I quote, this is amazing. We'd like the current rules to go away in order to set our own. We ought to have local prerogative. That's interesting. It's like, it's like college football is the federal government, and then the conferences are state governments, right? He says we want to have state government legislate more than federal in this, although this is a federal thing. That's why they're voting at the NCAA convention in San Antonio. Who doesn't if want you to will, make their own? Right? Yeah, yeah we, uh, it would be beneficial if we could make our own rules. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to do that. BYU wanted to make its who, own rules. Who it doesn't went want to make their own rules? Why is this okay? Why is it okay? I don't understand. Somebody help me understand why this is okay. Greg Sankey, SEC commissioner, did say this, quote, The legislation currently identified, those proposals are not something we are inclined to support. Hallelujah. Somebody with common sense. We do have an interest in understanding the Big 12's. We don't have an interest in understanding the Big 12's current situation. That if they have an interest in a championship game or finding it, if there's another alternative legislatively, that can be pursued. Okay. So I think he does have an interest in understanding. He does. He does have an. Un- okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. But still, he's not okay with it. Yeah. Matt Brown, yeah. It sounds like the, the vote could pass today with its amendments. Originally, it was going to be heck no. Now it's, well, maybe. Matt Brown of SB Nation has been following this story very closely. Is there any way that it sways in favor of what BYU wants? Stay with us. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. You can follow us if you don't already at BYU Sports Nation and tell us whatever you're thinking, whenever you think it, using the hashtag BYUSN. Tomorrow night, big uh, matchup for the men and women's teams. The women's uh, team plays Gonzaga on BYU TV, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, battle for first place on West Coast Conference. Meanwhile, the men play up in Spokane tomorrow night as well. Beat the Zogs. The Zog, yeah. <laughs> Free pizza tomorrow night, by the way. And you can play with puppy dogs on the concourse at 6.30. Bacon, puppy dogs, <laughs> pizza. They do it right at Women's Hoops, man. They really, yeah, they want to pack the house for <laughs> sure. Our Twitter question today, which will happen first? BYU to a New Year's Six game 
or to a Power 5 conference. At J.N. Whiting says New Year's 6. That's all I care about. Don't see Power 5 in the near future. Don't care about it. I like independence. Don't care about it? I care. That's the thing I care about the most is BYU getting into a Power 5 conference. That's the biggest, most important thing for BYU right now. Another man who cares about Power 5 conferences and has been following what will happen at this NCAA convention vote very closely is Matt Brown, College League Manager for SB Nation, joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Matt, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Well, thank you for having me, gentlemen. It's good to be here. It's uh, it's always good to collaborate with somebody in Big Ten country. And speaking of the Big Ten and Jim Delaney, the commissioner, who apparently has flip-flopped on this whole situation, what's the latest on the proposal and the sidebar conversations about this vote? Sure. So the, the latest update now, a couple of days ago, we had reported that the Big Ten would be likely to alter their proposal, if you've been following along, the, the Big 12 and the ACC. Uh, originally had a proposal to call for the complete deregulation of requirements to hold a championship game. So right now you have to have 12 teams, you have to have two divisions, the Big 12 and the ACC would like to do to to have no restrictions. Uh, And the Big Ten initially proposed saying, we don't care how many teams you have, but we want want you to have divisions. Uh, And then after consulting with uh, leaders at other conferences, the Big 12 issued another proposal saying, well, it might be okay to have a a conference championship game without divisions if you have a full round-robin schedule, basically what the Big 12 has right now. Uh, The Big 12, uh, Bob Bowlesby had said that he was optimistic that everybody would be able to reach some kind of compromise so the Big 12 is not forced to expand or change their alignment. And it appears uh, right now that is the most likely outcome. Hmm. So, so what kind of uh, conversations and deals do you think are going down right now from the Big 12 to make sure that this, that this passes and they can get what they want? That's, you know, I, really, I'm, I'm not sure that they're 100% certain that, that things are going, to be, uh, that are going to go their way. There's going to be a lot of leaning, I think, particularly on some of these, uh, these group of five conferences that might have uh, a little bit different motivations for, you know, for which way they're going to be leaning here but, than maybe the, the, the Big 10 or the Pac-12. My understanding is that the SEC is planning on voting against both proposals. Uh, so no matter what happens, I think this is going to be a close vote that does not reach supermajority status. So it's possible that we, this conversation, uh, as much as I, I think BYU fans may not want to hear about this, could, could even get dragged into March. There will be 15 votes. Each Power 5 conference is given a two-point vote, if you will, and the group of five conferences each have a vote worth one point. So... If you were to give a projection on how this vote will play out numerically, Matt, what would it be? So my, my, my understanding is that the Big 12 proposal to, for complete deregulation is probably going to fail uh, with, you know, with 9 or 10 votes going against them. Somewhere, you know, so far below the 13 supermajority mark, but somewhere you know, a little bit below that. Um, the Big Ten's proposal, as of right now, I believe is expected to pass with a slightly different margin, uh, you know, one or, one or two votes less. So it, it should be really close. Uh, it could change, but I, that's not what I'm expecting. You mentioned that this could get dragged out to March. Uh, what kind of uh, meetings are in March or what would happen if, if this does get dragged out to March? You know, so that, that's a good question because this is a, a this is a different kind of NCAA legislative proposal that we've had before. Now that we're at uh, kind of a post autonomy autonomy world, there's there's additional votes scheduled here for uh, for April. Uh, well, I believe the way that this works is that a, a team could decide to rescind their vote or change their vote uh, before things become solidified in March. And whether there's another formal gathering involved with that, 
uh, I think I'd have to probably talk to, to some of the parliamentary people who are in charge of the NCAA because it, it really is kind of a, a complicated and, and Byzantine sort of, sort of process. Matt, you're in some high circles if you're talking with Parliament in the Power Five conference. We need to get into those circles. <laughs> oh, oh you, you, you should see the wig Dindal Anywheres. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I don't want anything to do with that. <laughs> Matt Brown, College League Manager for SB Nation, with us on BYU Sports Nation. I view this whole thing as short-sighted by the Big 12. I know they see big dollar signs right now being able to host their own conference championship game with only 10 teams and have that increased revenue without having to expand. But it just seems short-sighted because why would the Big 12 not be the conference that any other conference wants to poach from if we do indeed go to mega conferences of 16 teams? You know, that, that's an interesting question. And I think that a lot of the assumptions that we've kind of made or had, you know, had built in about the direction that we think conferences are going to go from a couple of years ago, they, 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 things may not go that way because we're already seeing some pretty big changes within the television television industry. So it seemed like an inevitable, just you know, constantly increasing amount of money might not be the case. I mean, like the, the first renewed television deal that's coming up now for Conference USA uh, is reported to be worth like, far less than, than their last TV deal. Um, and, and so it, it's certainly possible that we won't have the same forces to... Uh, to, 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 you know, to make everybody keep growing and growing. I, I, whether expanding is something that would help make this a little bit more of a, uh, of a secure and stable conference, I think that's a conversation that's going to continue to be had within the Big 12 regardless of this vote. And if it made sense, they probably already would have done it. But do you see the yeah. Big 12 uh, expanding outside of being forced to? I... I don't see the Big 12 making an expansion decision within the next, like, one to, one to two, one to three years. But even if they're not forced to, they still have to reconcile the fact that you have one of the, you know, the president of the second most powerful university in the conference, Oklahoma, openly saying, I think we should expand. You still have to deal with the fact that you have West Virginia, who's been a, a good conference partner, still out there on an island, and their university president has said, we would like somebody in our time zone or somebody that's a little bit closer to us. So I know that there are people within that conference who would like to do it. Uh, I think they want to do it on their timetable. They don't want to be rushed into it. But I don't think that that's completely impossible before the next grant of rights uh, changes happen. You bring up David Bourne, the president at Oklahoma, who does have a loud voice within the regions of that conference. With that internal pressure, what happens first? The Big 12 expands or any other Power 5 conference expands? I would be really surprised if any other Power Five conference expanded before the, 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 this round of television contracts ends. And that isn't to say that there aren't Power Five conferences that would be potentially be interested in Big 12 teams. Certainly, I think the SEC and the Big Ten would love to have Oklahoma. Uh, the Big Ten, I think, would, would, would certainly be really interested in Kansas, uh, given their academic profile and their basketball history. There's a couple other schools that would be attractive. But there's not really a huge incentive to try and, and change things now, since we don't know what the television industry is going to look like. You don't know if you want to uh, add that level of instability within your organizational structure, especially since a couple of these conferences already recently expanded. Uh, so I think there's, there's, there's just going to be a more wait-and-see attitude from a lot of these larger conferences over the next couple of years while we better understand the financial pictures. If you're looking to see expansion in the near term, I think that's way more likely to happen with some of these smaller conferences. Matt, when you look at uh, BYU, which will happen first? This is our Twitter question today. Which will happen first, BYU to a New Year's Six game or to a Power Five conference? What do you think? And that, that, that's a tough question. And like, I, I don't mean to be mean, but I don't think either of them are, are really happening within like the next five years. Um, I, I, 
this, 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 is, this is just kind of my gut. I, I really think eventually when, the, when all this smoke, you know, settles and everything, I really do think BYU is going to end up in a bigger conference. And it would be hard for me to see them making a New Year's Six Bowl under the current, uh, you know, the way things are laid out in, in the near future. So I, I guess I'll go with that. I guess I'll go with them getting conference promotion. Okay. Best case scenario for BYU, when do you see them in a Power 5 conference in your own personal timeline? And, you know, my, my, my guess, I mean, like, once we're getting into the, you know, after like five, six, seven years when, the, when these, these TV rights uh, agreements change, I, uh, the whole financial, the whole college football world, I think, is going to look a lot different than where we are right now. So it would not surprise me, uh, you know, in, in, in that timeline, if the Big 12 changes and, and then BYU becomes a more attractive property and the things that make BYU uh, really interesting uh, and, and enticing to a conference are more attractive than they are maybe maybe right now. Um, so not in the near future, but you know beyond that, it's I, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's impossible. Matt Brown, college league manager for SB Nation, with us on BYU Sports Nation. Matt, when and where can we find uh, your next article or blog on this very current situation? Sure. So why am I thinking here is that after this, uh, after all of the, the voting here is done, there's going to be a, some kind of explainer that's going to be on SBNation.com under college football, uh, either today or tomorrow, and uh, probably something a little bit more BYU-specific on our, on our BYU-specific site, uh, Vanquish the Flow, by the end of the week. That, that's, that's the plan. Follow him at Matt SBN. Matt, been a pleasure to have you. We appreciate the insight into uh, a very complicated situation. Likewise, gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. Matt Brown on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Gentlemen, he's so polite. I feel so old, though. <laughs> that's, that, that's that Big Ten country hospitality. There you go. Like when people call me Mr. or Brother or something at church, I'm like, you can just call me Jerem. He's really. a really clever dude and a, <laughs> and a fun follow he on was at, Twitter. He was at the Vegas Bowl. Um, and so he was covering uh, BYU-Utah for SB Nation and everything. So, yeah, interesting information uh, yesterday from Greg Swam, today from Matt Brown about this situation. What appeared to be something potentially good for BYU's potential conference expansion conversation hasn't quite felt as good, has taken a hit uh, the last day or two. As, as P. Norton said on uh, Twitter, the creamery better stock up with ice cream if this thing uh, passes. <laughs> there are going to be a lot of people that need some consoling with the uh, goods of the BYU creamery. Lavelle's vanilla. Oh, what is man. I don't. Even, I need to learn all the flavors there. Dave Rose has a new flavor, right? I can't remember the name of it. We'll ask Nate Austin about it. Sneaker Doodle. Yeah, Sneaker Doodle. Nate Austin up next on BYU Sports Nation. He's that Sneaker Doodle. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan doing it live in Radio Vision on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Friday and Saturday this weekend, 9 Eastern time, both nights, we'll have live broadcasts of number one, unanimous number one, BYU, men's volleyball against 11th ranked Stanford, 9 Eastern time, both Friday and Saturday night, live from the Fieldhouse. The question it's the beginning is, of conference play. The question is, will Jerem Jordan still have his mustache for the BYU-Stanford volleyball matches. It all depends on what happens with BYU basketball on I hope, Thursday. I personally hope that I do. I hate the mustache, but that would mean that BYU beat Gonzaga. That's what that <laughs> would mean. Business Insider leads off our BYU Sports Nation headlines as we refresh. Named BYU as the safest campus in the country based well, on security, well, well. crime rates, alcohol, How about that? and drug abuse. Hashtag Coach 80K. Hashtag, yeah, 80K. What's up? In Dave Rose's media availability, he said Jake Toulson's a part-time student this semester is restricted from participating in team activities. Therefore, 
he won't be playing on the team this semester. Odds to win the national championship for BYU football are at 300 to 1. Utah is 60 to 1. Five times better? What? Yeah. Uh, former Cougar Zach Blair, Daniel Summerhays, and thanks to some guys on Twitter uh, helping us out with this. I know P. Norton was one of them. Uh, and Nick Kilpat yeah, is also BYU in the alone. Sony Open, uh, which tees off today. Good luck, gentlemen. Joining us now, a man who can offer some insight into BYU basketball, what's happening, and perhaps uh, what's going on with, with your mustache, Jerem. Let, let's just start there, okay, Nate? He said that he would keep the mustache as long as BYU basketball won. So, so your next loss, I'll shave. Are you cool with Jaron wearing that mustache the rest of the year? It could, it could be a while, In all its right? glory? Well, I'd rather you shave, but I'd rather we win. So I, yeah. think, I, 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 I think it's going to have to stay. Yeah. Did, how long do you think I'm going to have my mustache? For at least a month or so. Ooh. I like it. I like the optimism and the confidence. Yeah. Nate Austin of BYU senior, Basketball. That is very – wait, is he a fifth-year senior? Or uh, a only six, five. Come on, man. Or a sixth-year senior? Fifth. <laughs> He's not six. He didn't have a medical. Oh, he did get a medical last year. That's right. Yes, but still technically fifth, right? Yeah, I never redshirted before last year. Yeah. Oh, okay, fifth years. My yeah. so bad. straight redshirt. My bad. Yeah. Last year, BYU won at Gonzaga. You were watching on the bench. This year you have a chance as a starter, we assume, to go up there and make it two years in a row with a win at the Kennel. What in the world has to happen, other than you need to score more points than Gonzaga, for BYU to win at the Kennel two years in a row? Well, first of all, clarification: I actually was not on the bench. I, I didn't travel to oh, the you game. Oh, you didn't make you didn't make the trip. Yeah, uh, we we had too many guys on the team last year, so I, I got bumped off the off the jet. So I mm. I watched at the Marriott Center in our on our players' lounge. Um, but uh, who were you celebrating with then? So uh, me and Kyle Davis were watching. <laughs> Kyle with his wife. Now you're the two starters. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay, good to know. You okay. were the, you were the third wheel in that watch party. Well, I I brought a friend. Oh, okay. So. A friend or a date, Nate? It was a date. Okay. okay. Yeah. All good. Right. That's good. Good enough. Uh, what What are some of the keys to win, you think, against those guys? Well, I mean, um, first off, looking at their team, I mean, obviously Wiltshire and Sabonis, you know, taking you know, a majority of their shots and scoring a majority of their points. We got to, you know, us bigs have to do a good job of, I mean, we're not going to shut them down. I mean, it's not going to happen. Um, but we have to, you know, limit, you know, their, their easy buckets. We have to make them work for every, for every shot. Um, you know, we're, you know, really, if we if we, if we outwork them, um, you know, it, it'll really change um, just the, the shape of the game for Gonzaga. Um, we have to, um, you know, really rebound. I mean, they score a lot of points off, you know, just just easy rebounding. And so, if we, I, I think, I think doing if us bigs do a really good job, um, you know, outworking their bigs, you know, out rebounding their bigs, um, making their bigs, uh, you know, score tough shots. They're going to score, but if their shots are, you know, tough shots and you know, mm-hmm. buckets they have to work for. Um, and I think really we our team's got to stay consistent. You know, I think every time we, I mean, years past that we that we've gone up there, um, you know, we it's like you know for the most part we're, we're, you know we're always in the game, and then Gonzaga goes on you know a ten you know you know twelve you know oh run at some point in the game, and, and then we can't you know it's hard to make it up you know with with their fans like that. And so I think if we just you know you know stay consistent, you know stay you know, keep the game within you know two or four points on you know either up or down, then you know. At the very end of the game, we'll have a, you know, a good chance to win it. And that was the key last year. They never led in yeah, that game. Yeah, BYU led the whole way. Wiltshire and Pangos went 5 for 23. You know, tough shots. They didn't make some open shots. That BYU benefited from that. Nate Austin with us on BYU Sports Nation, previewing BYU and Gonzaga tomorrow. True or false? If BYU wins the rebounding battle, they will win the game tomorrow. Well, stats show that it's a pretty good indicator. Um, I, I think so, because I think, to me, rebounding is a... 
um, is a good indicator of you know about about effort and who's playing a little harder than the other team. And so I think if we if, if we you know out rebound them, I think we'll outscore them. In practice, um, in, after Saturday's game, Dave Rose said he was really delighted by the win. Yet it was really interesting because he was really concerned over point of the point of attack defense. How has that been addressed and received in practice this week? Yeah, I, I think we. You know, I mean, coach talked about it after the game and. Um, it, I mean, it, it's something. I mean, obviously, it's something we struggled with early in the year. I think we've gotten better with it, um, and then we kind of maybe took a step backwards against San Francisco. Um, one, I think coaches kind of you know addressed it, and then we, you know, he, he said, "Hey, this is, something, this is something that can't happen again." Um, so in practice, we're just you know we're you're working on you know staying in front of guys, you know, guarding on man, you know, and, and trying to guard without fouling. Um, and one thing, yeah, it's just you know it's just, take the, it's just those all those practice reps, and hopefully those you know, those reps and practice translate to the to the games. How much zone defense will we see from BYU basketball? Do you think from here on out this season? Um, hopefully, hopefully not a ton. I mean, obviously, you know, we'll play a little bit, just kind of change it up on teams. But um, I think I think we can know it that we're improving as a defensive team if we're if we're not playing a lot of zone. Coach Rose typically likes to play man defense, um, just because you know it's easier to rebound, it's easier to, to guard, it's easier to you know help each other out. Um, and so I think if if we are improving as a defensive team, I think we'll play a lot more man. And so I think that's you know. An indicator we can see as you know, as a team, if if we are improving, that you know, primarily it'll be more man defense. When you uh, think about Sabonis, and he's gotten uh, better this season, really good player, probably an NBA draft pick in the future. What does he do so well, and how do you how do you plan on defending that? Yeah, he 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 won. And he plays really hard. Um, you know, I was watching some of their games and. I feel like every commentator that, that you know that calls our games always talks about how he, you know Gonzaga doesn't doesn't really you know call out plays for him, uh, but he, you know, he he posts really hard, he seals really hard, he you know he ducks and he he's always you know working to get the ball, he's moving, you know the, the ball's you know flipped and he's you know he, he's resealing, you know re- repositioning his body to you know to you know to get a, a good angle t- towards the hoop, and so he's he's always always working, so that's gonna be you know, a big key for us as, as bigs. We have to you know we have to kind of beat him to his spots. We have to kind of out, out, outwork him, and, and you know there'll be times where you know he. You know, gets the better of us, but if we, you know, like I said, if we, you know, make all of his 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 shots difficult, we can, you know, make him work for everything. Um, it'll, it'll be a lot tougher for him. But he's, you know, he he works hard. He um, really does it all. You know, inside too, he can he can score with his right and his left. He um, has a you know good a good low post game. Um, he's not he's not a great shooter, although he can he, he, he you know he can definitely make a bucket. Um, so it's you know he's he's a guy we have to respect on all parts of the floor. You're on pace to finish with the most games played in for any BYU basketball player. And we hope that that happens because that means you stay healthy. Right. You're also on pace for another interesting stat, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Nate Austin's 377 career fouls are sixth most in BYU history, <laughs> second from fifth place, only 32 away from number one. What does that mean to you? Well, at the beginning of my career, I was, my goal was to, uh, you know, Get the top of the of, of the record books in, uh, in, in, in any ca- any category. And this so, is, so, this so, is be it. so games played was you know was, was one I had my eye on. You know I knew I knew you know points wasn't one. You know <laughs> playing with Ty in high school, I knew you know the shots wouldn't come as much. Um, and, and that's not that's and not. And BYU. Yeah, that's, that's not that's not a. Uh, you know I'm not trying to go at Ty. I'm just saying you know. Oh, I'm, go at Ty, whatever. But uh, so so I, I looked at different areas. Like you know I can I can I can control the games I play. I can control how many fouls I commit. Yeah. So if you have five fouls, you know. Mine's will commit four of them. Amen. And so, you know, I'm, I think I'm averaging about four fouls a game, so I think I'm doing a pretty good yeah, job at that. With that you're, 11, you're pacing for 11 games from now um, to, to be the all-time leader. I would love if the game stopped 
and they like handed you a whistle or something when you got that record? <laughs> yeah, Would I'm, that be significant? I, yeah, I mean, I, well, I'm hoping like at the end of my career, you know, like the I, the record's so far out there that no one can ever yeah, catch me. Yeah, you know, no like it's like it's like it's one of those untouchable records. Cor- Corbin's trying really hard to catch you though. I mean, there's right. guys. There's guys in the past, like, you know, like I think Ian Harward. He was on pace. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, maybe we add up his and BYU Hawaii's. Yeah. You know, it might. I mean, it's the the, the whole BYU um, record book. But <laughs> we just want your shoes, <laughs> if and when you break the record. We already have a shoe. Um, we would like, I think, another from maybe that game <laughs> after the season. Would that be all right? Yeah. The games played or the fouls record. That would be awesome. this, this is the shoe that the, that the game was. From, that, that from, broke the record yes, of fouls. Yes. That would be awesome. On a, on a more serious, less trolling note, um, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're good-natured, luckily. We wouldn't go there we if we didn't think Nate, you would be. man. I've never been punched on the show, so I'm glad today's well, not actually, the day. Well, actually, so a guy tweeted me the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he asked me, well, like, you know, like a couple weeks ago, he asked me if I would average more you know, points at the end of my career or more fouls per game at the end of my career. So... Uh, what are, what are you at right now? Uh, Greg told me it's, uh, it's definitely going to be points. Not by much, but it definitely will be yeah, points. Yeah, take that! I was like, you know, I was like, luckily buckets are worth two points, you know, and, and fouls are only worth one. Okay, but I'm, what about field goals versus fouls? I think foul, fouls easily has it. Oh, it's almost double. It is double. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, so you you uh, started, and then you came off the bench, and now you've started again. What what's that been like for you to go through that um, this season? That's been good. Um, you know, ultimately, I, I don't really care if I start or if I come off the bench. You know. You really just want to help the team, um, and, and, and you know, in any way you can. I, I trust Coach Rose. You know, it, it, if Coach needs me to come off the bench, if Coach needs me to start, um, so it's, it's been good. You know, I've, I tried to br- I've tried to bring some energy, try to bring you know some leadership and, and just experience, and, um, and you know, and help the team get off to good starts. And I think we've we've done that. You know, in the last you know five or six games, uh, which has helped us you know stay in games, help us win games. But um, you know, it's been good. I, I think you know Corbin. You know, he was starting now. He's coming off the bench. I think he's still playing really well. I think he still you know, you know gives us a you know a really good you know you know a lot of energy, a lot of you know good rebounding, a lot of you know solid post defense, mm-hmm. and uh, for us to be good, you know me and me and Corb and Jamal and Katie, you know all of us bigs are going to be really good down the stretch, and so it, it doesn't matter who starts, it matters, it doesn't matter, you know, you know it, it, all it matters is that you know all of us are, are playing well and you know playing together. For the record, BYU five and one with Nate Austin in the starting lineup. The only loss coming at St. Mary's, but wins over New Mexico, Northern Iowa. Now San Francisco and Santa Clara. As you look at the dynamic of the starting five right now, three seniors, Chase Fisher, Kyle Collinsworth, and yourself, and then a couple of freshmen have really kind of integrated themselves into how it gets going. And I know that Nick Emery and Zach Selyus is now coming off of the bench, but what's the dynamic of playing at times with two freshmen on the floor with those three seniors? Uh, yeah, I think... I think early on it was it was um, it was a little hectic. So you know, they're, they're, I think they were still trying to figure it out. I think now we're at the point of the season where like they they're confident in in our team's concept. They're confident in the, you know in, in how coach calls games and whatnot. And so it's, it's it's a lot better now. I think I think I think we're confident in each other. I think we're really learning to trust each other a lot better. Um, and I think you know, obviously you know Nick and, and Zach are killing it. You know, shooting the ball. Um, so it makes it you know, a lot easier just to give them the ball and you know and you know run back as you know as the three's going through the. You know, through the hoop, so it's been good to you know, to play with them because they're shooting really well, and, and they both, you know, I mean, they're they're not perfect on defense, but but they both, you know, try so hard. They both get, you know give their you know their top effort each each play. So it's been it's really nice to play with guys like that. Neutral, neutral, you guys have been good, but in true road games, for whatever reason, one and four. Um, what do you guys maybe need to do differently on the road to have more success? 
yeah, I think early on, um, I think you know we 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 really fed off our our home crowd. We, we learned you know like when when times were bad, you know we we could get some energy from the, the crowd. You know, then you know, early on on the road, you know, that that energy wasn't there, and so when times were bad, it just kind of got worse and worse and worse until we realized, hey, like we have to pick it up ourselves or it's not going to happen. And, and you know, most I mean, every game we, we did that, it was just you know too little, too late. Um, I think you know, in, I think I think in Hawaii we. Um, we we started you know we, uh, you know like neutral tell you said we, we we put a lot better I think I think we started understanding you know that we have to you know just kind of you know, it's just us against you know everybody else in the gym um, I think I think I think our team at least for me I think I think our team turned the corner against specific I think you know because um, you know, all these conference games I think teams you know I think you know fans sometimes see it you know like, like the St Mary's and Gonzaga like those teams are the you know, the, the good teams and obviously the you know record wise they are but you know every every game is a, is a tough game I mean you really you know, every game you know until like the ten minute mark is gonna be a close game and it's a team that kind of separates themselves um, and so Pacific it's a tough it's a tough place to play it's a tough venue and um, you I, can I, barely see in there <laughs> it's tough it was dark man yeah. but so I I think we I think as a team we turned a corner that you know we you know, we, we got down. But we, you know, we we didn't, you know, it, it wasn't a big league. We, you know, we kept fighting, we kept fighting, and, and then you know, by halftime, you know, we were back up, and then second half, we, you know, we we, we kind of you know separated ourselves. And I think, um, I think, I think our team is learning that you know we have to be consistent in our effort, we have to be consistent in our execution. Um, and then on the road, it's we we can't we can't fend up, we can't you know bring we can't um, find the energy from the crowd. We have to find out when you know, you know from from within ourselves, within you know the guys on the bench. So hopefully, it's awkwardly silent. Many times Thursday. Yeah, there's nothing better than going into an opposing gym and and, and, and making those those opposing fans just just quiet. It Feels was good. It was really quiet when the buzzer sounded last game. Well, I was I was really I, I was going static when I was in the team room. But, on your date. Yeah. On your date. Yeah. With Kyle. I, I think I kind of freaked her out a little bit. You said, <laughs> "What's going on here?" Did you, did, but you don't did understand. You, did you have a date after that <laughs> yeah. with that same girl? Yeah. Okay. So she. We're, we're, we're still good friends. Oh, you're still good friends. Okay. Nate okay. Austin. That's that's a conversation for later. Uh, yes, and we will address that later, perhaps once we get off, off the camera. air. Yeah. <laughs> we want you to sign our new stretch white flag if you haven't already. I don't think you have. I, I feel like you have like a new flag to sign every time I'm on here. Um, well, we probably are going through a flag a year. We just get a lot of cigs. There you yeah. go. And we put the other one in the... Uh, I, think I, I think that's on the other flag like three times, but it's, it's cool. And let's distribute let's Nate Austin some BYU Sports Nation karma. Yes, yes. Sign the flag, take the karma. So that you can have a Corbin Kahoosie Kahoos, Kahoos, jump hook in Spokane. You sound like most of the commentators in the posing gyms. Kafuzi. <laughs> Collingsworth. <laughs> Nate, thanks for the time, man. Say us. We could do this all day. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, is it going to be a countdown to the wild? The official results. Oh boy. I'm not Jeremy is to super this. excited about this. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jeremy Jordan live from Studio B. Remember, if you miss an episode of this show live, not to worry. Rebroadcast airing weeknights. On BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. And if you want to download a podcast or stream it, you can listen live on the BYU Radio app. You can also download any of the shows all the way back to Labor Day 2013 on the BYU Radio app for Android and iPhone. We'll get to the countdown in just a bit, but I think all of you will be interested in what Seth Davis of CBS Sports, prominent college basketball voice, just said in an article he released on SI.com. And I quote, With all due respect, speaking about 
Utah coach Larry Kraskoviak. If Kraskoviak is that concerned about controlling his own temper, maybe he is in the wrong business. But the fact that Kraskoviak, with the support of his athletic director Chris Hill and his president David Pershing, chose to take an axe to the series leads the cynic in me to believe that this is not really about protecting his players at all. It's about gaining a competitive edge. Interesting. He continues, though the rivalry has been amazingly even after all these years, BYU leads 129 to 128. There is no doubt Utah is the big brother right now, especially since it moved to a power five conference. Utah and BYU compete for many of the same recruits. So Utah has very little incentive to give BYU this kind of platform. That's why BYU coach Dave Rose voiced such displeasure at Kraskoviak's decision. He needs the game more than Kraskoviak does, and they both know it. If the desire to seek a competitive advantage was part of Kraskoviak's reasoning, then he should say so. To do otherwise isn't just foolish, it's disingenuous. Yeah, and why would he say that, right? Just don't say anything at all. We're going to cancel it. My reasons are my reasons, right? And people would guess, but now now Utah's just been made fun well, leave, of. Leave it to the speculation. My reasons are my reasons. Let yeah. people speculate. Yeah, you don't have to be proactive in everything. But, yeah, interesting comments from Seth Davis. I've yet to re- – I mean, we heard Jay Billis be on the other side of this but not really explain himself. There's no reason for not doing this, and, and it's validating in a way to the BYU side that's like, what's going on? This is dumb. Uh, to have national voices and now a new one from Seth Davis Valley. Is that Utah point. going to lose a recruit because they lost head to head with BYU? Is that how petty our society so. and how high school recruits have become? I don't think so either. Listen, a lot of times BYU is going to get certain guys because they want to be at BYU. Yet the f- the fence sitters you want to you want to get uh, and take away from Power Five conferences. I don't care if it's Stanford or Utah in football who have poached into Utah Valley and done a nice job of recruiting and Salt Lake Valley of recruiting guys that maybe 10, 20 years ago would have been uh, at BYU no matter what, and now they're in the in the Pac-12. And so BYU's been hurt from the Pac-12 in recruiting that way. We gave BYU Sports Nation the power to have a say as we now transition to the countdown. We've done it the last two years. Counted down to Connecticut. Counted down to the Cornhuskers. And now will we count down to the Wildcats? After 1,117 votes, it is a 59% winner. Yes, we will count down. The countdown is on. The control room likes it. To the Wildcats. Super excited that it's back on. Woo! Strong responses on Twitter, by the way. Do we have to do it every day? Can we do it once a week? Can we mix up the jingle? At SMarks1090 says, do you want the countdown? Yes, it is a two-year show tradition, and unlike the BYU versus Utah basketball game, you can't break tradition. Sorry, have we been doing the countdown since 1909? No, we've been doing it for two years. You ask a reasonable... Why can't we freshen it up? That's a legit question. You ask a reasonable question. I always do. Not always. <laughs> should we do it every day? I think we should do it once a week. I don't think that we should do it every stinking day. Maybe the voice of the people will let that be known. I don't know how this gonna, I, I don't know how this government is set up. I really don't. Is am, it a democracy? Is it a is it a king? It's a dictatorship, I'm told in my ear. I am wearing the captain's <laughs> I am wearing the captain's armband right now. That you you weren't oh my gosh. <laughs> By the way, that captain's armband's from 07. 
So it's nine years old. Is it still valid? Absolutely. Brock Trejo what would if absolutely I, say it's still valid. What if I bring in the current Captain Armband? Does that then trump your You're not going to get the current armband. I, I, know, chal- I challenge I know you. Ethan, go, get, go get it. Then. I know Ethan Meyer, the then. men's soccer go, captain. Go I'm, get it. I'm getting the captain's <laughs> armband, and I'm taking this ship over. <laughs> At Daver G. May, how much money is Jerem Jordan willing to pay to not do the countdown? Hashtag 80K. I don't need to pay <laughs> money. I'm not in a contract. Why at, am I yelling? At BYUSF Giants fan, no reason to count to football till basketball is over. That might be an option, too. Stay with us. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jerem? 234. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around BYU. Business Insider names Brigham Young University as the safest campus in the country based on security, crime rates, alcohol, and drug abuse. Men's basketball. Perfectly timed. In Dave Rose's media availability, he said Jake Toulson is now a part-time student this semester and is restricted from participating in team activities. Therefore, he won't be playing on the team this semester. Maybe a red shirt in store? We'll see. Football. Odds to win the national championship. <laughs> Next season are out. BYU's 300 to 1. Utah is 60 to 1. Five times better up. That's wrong. Baseball. BYU baseball practiced on the football outdoor practice field yesterday. Mike Littlewood sent a tweet to Kalani Satake saying, Thanks, Kalani Satake and BYU football, for the use of your field. Good for BYU baseball to be outside in January. Cougars in the PGA. I've missed this. Former Cougars Zach Blair, Daniel Summerhays, and Nick Kilpack tee off at the Sony Open in Hawaii today. Back to you, Spencer. Women's basketball. Lexi Eaton's younger sister and BYU signee Liz Eaton scored 41 points last Whoa! night for Maple Mountain. She scored 22 points in the fourth quarter. She'll join the Cougars next season. Jimmer! Technically, it's right alt, right? Lexi yeah, I forgot about them. Anyway, I wrote them. Fredette scored 12 points, three rebounds, four assists in the Westchester Knicks 111-90 loss to the Iowa Energy in Des Moines. At P. Norton just tweeted in this about the countdown. Maybe you can find a way to auto-mute the countdown to kick off Jingle. <laughs> yeah, that's what we need, exactly. <laughs> Our elite tweet of Any the variation, day. Please. Which will happen first, BYU to a New Year's Six game or a Power Five conference at Preston Franson? BYU to New Year's Six, only because the soonest BYU will be admitted to a P5 is the 2017 season. Oh, oh! oh. That's an elite answer. Yeah, elite tweet of the day for sure. Thanks to our guests. Audio podcast on iTunes. For Jeremy, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Steve Lindsay.